0: Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-age child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, Impactful Parents. Today, we're going to be talking all about lice. (laughs) Hello, my name is Christina Campos, and I'm founder of the Impactful Parent, and I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I am a mom of four, a teacher that has taught every grade from preschool through high school, and today I help moms and dads like yourself to navigate that exhausting, confusing, frustrating, and rewarding world of parenting. So welcome to The Impactful Parent. Now today's episode is all about lice, and I'm excited to have a very special guest speaker. Her name is Eileen Steinberg, and She's also known as the Lice Queen, but Eileen is the founder and CEO of Center of Lice Control, which is a company on a mission to eradicate head lice in the United States through educating the public about prevention and detection, control, and treatment of lice. Now, she has already educated thousands of parents, and today I'm excited to have her on the Impactful Parent stage to educate us so that we can put some of these fears aside and actually deal with this issue if it comes into your home in a productive way. So I'm excited to have Eileen here. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Christine. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, I was saying before we put re- push record that uh, lice. This is a thing in my um, in my fear box. Uh, I'm rarely <laughs> like uncomfortable about many things. I can deal with a lot of like bodily fluids and things like that, but for whatever reason, the idea of little tiny bugs and lice, it just gets under my skin. So I am super excited to talk to you today because I am positive that. I'm not the only parent out there that feels like this, and there's so much that we need to educate ourselves and learn about on this subject, and being a school, an ex-school teacher that has taught so many grades, we've definitely had a ton of life scares in my household, and I just would love to, if this were to come into my house, be more educated about what I can do, what really is, like... I should be worried about and what I really shouldn't be worried about and all the things like that. So let's go ahead and get started. What are some of the most common like myths and misconceptions that people like me
1: have about about lice? So two of the most common, one, head lice do not fly or jump ever. People swear that they've seen them fly or whatever, jump. Hair can fling things. So, you know, imagine a hair, hair follicle with a bug on it and you whip your hair. Okay, maybe that could happen. Lice crawl. They do not have wings. They do not have grasshopper legs. Anatomy-wise, anatomy physiology-wise, they don't jump. So they crawl from head to head. So they it's hair-to-hair hair contact that you get lice from most of the time. So if we have a pie chart, 90, let's say 95% of the time, head lice is shared between head-to-head contact. And then let's take that pie slice, 3% is shared through a hairbrush. And then 2% potentially is through the environment, way, way, way less than what we expect. Already,
0: Eileen, I'm like, what? (laughs) Already, I'm like, I did not know that. I thought that the lice did I don't want to say jump but was much more commonly transferred outside of uh, you know a brush or 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 all those things that you hear about um
1: oh my goodness already I'm just like oh so lice does not come from the pillow it doesn't come from the sofa it comes from the activity that happens on the pillow and the sofa so if you're having a sleepover and you're laying in bed with somebody you know you're having a sleepover and one person's on one pillow on one side of the bed, and another person's on the other side on another pillow, you're not getting lice that way. They're not going to crawl across the bed to one pillow to the other. If like I used to lay in bed, I also have four children and I used to lay in bed with them and read a book. And in that activity, we're laying head to head on the pillow together. And with that activity, you know, the pillow makes one crevice and both heads are touching in that one pillow. That's the activity that you get head lice from. It's not sitting on the sofa where somebody was. It's sitting on the sofa with somebody head to head. Let's say you're looking at a tablet or reading a book on the sofa. So reading nooks in classrooms are not vectors for head lice. The dress up clothes, while you can paint the scenario that you can get lice from a dress up clothes, it's much more likely that two kids going into the bin at the same time to get dress up clothes and their heads touch that's more likely the interaction that dress up clothes could give you like not the clothes themselves um so yes that's that's that the other myth that most people have a lot of fear about when it comes to head lice is that head lice lives in their house and on their stuff so they're overwhelmed by okay we have bugs in our hair. That's disgusting. And we got to deal with that. But what, what about my house? What now, what do I have to do? The best peace of mind, which is what I do and sell is peace of mind. The best thing I can tell you is head lice is not living in your house or on your stuff. They don't lay their eggs, which are knits. They don't lay their knits on anything in the environment. They only lay it on their human host in the perfect spot to incubate and hatch. So your house is off the hook. And so are you when it comes to the house cleaning.
0: Well, this is already debunking so many things that I already had in my brain. So, and I got to say that because I'm sure other parents, again, I'm not the only one. We have been told so many other things. So that brings me to As an ex-school teacher when we got lice outbreaks we had to like take the furniture and put it in bags and you know they were trying to like alleviate the spread of course and from what i'm hearing you say is that that might have just been kind of worthless for us to do so what do we do uh, in order to control lice uh, an outbreak that would be in our home or at school for that matter, too.
1: So, the best way to control lice outbreaks is not through a product, the prevention product. We treat people that use prevention products, whether it's a shampoo, conditioner, you know, spray, detangling spray, or essential oils. None of that deters lice, it sells products. I hate to interrupt
0: you, but I just want to say, is there really not a prevention really then? Is that just kind of a waste of money?
1: It is a waste of
0: money. Okay. Yeah. That's good for us to know as parents.
1: (laughs) I tell people if you like the aroma or you like how it detangles, use it for that. Do not rely on it for avoiding getting head lice. Because if you have hair on your head, doesn't matter what... Um how long or short your hair is, although the longer, fuller your hair is, the more of a target you have, uh, so to speak. So that your hairdo, Christina, that you have right now is like perfect for school, but you could still have head-to-head contact direct head right up here. So, but the down long hair, that's, you know, more of a target. Um, So shorter hair does get it less. However, people with short hair with buzz cuts still get it. But the best preventative, and people feel like they're doing something. They put it on. They feel like, okay, we didn't get it in second grade when there was an outbreak. We didn't get it in fourth grade when there was an outbreak. They got lucky. It wasn't because of the product. Um, The best form of lice control is through a combing head check. And with a knit comb, Um, this is the knit comb that we use in the salon. It's the knit-free terminator comb. And it's the best. It is becoming a professionalized treatment. Not becoming. It is a professionalized treatment comb because they're not cheap. So people use the combs that come in the kits or they'll buy like a metal tooth comb with a plastic handle. Not the same. Either way. And you also want to make sure there's four bars because there's a copy of one that has three bars. Grip bars. Either way. Nip free terminator comb, a wet head, and no tangles. You do that combing head check. Wipe the comb in a white paper towel. Look on the paper towel. That's going to show you if you have evidence of lice or nits. You can't avoid getting lice. You just can't. Keeping in mind that lice only happen to the sweetest people, which we can talk about, you get lice from head-to-head contact. And it happens at home. It happens on play dates. It happens on sleepovers. And it happens in the classroom. So, As far as school is concerned, and and I hear this often, and it varies from school district to school district, from state to state, does your school do head checks? Does your school notify parents that somebody in your classroom or in the grade has lice? And the best answer I can give you is by the time somebody finds out they have lice and communicates that to school, if they do, Now, let's say your school does do head checks. The school nurse calls down your child's class and they do a quick visual head check, which head lice are designed by nature to not be seen or felt. So they're really hard to see. And you want to catch lice early because you have a sweet spot of when lice is not contagious from exposure to 14 to 20 days. And There's very little to see and nobody's itchy. Very rarely are you itchy yet. So there's no real reason to wonder if you have it. And then, so let's say the school nurse does head checks. She's going to check quickly. She's only really going to find the person that has a lot because a visual head check, you're not going to see the first of three or 10 nits or eggs. You're going to see it when somebody has 150 eggs, you're going to see one. Um, so they'll get that person detected and hopefully recommended to treat, but they're not going to find the early case. And, and so here's another scenario. They find two or three cases in your classroom. Okay, great. Now those students have siblings. Now the school nurse, are they going to check those classes? And now they find more and then they are go- check your, the scenario is like a snowball effect. It can be. And school nurses and school districts are pulling away from doing these head checks because, in their experience, not only do they miss cases, not their fault, very hard to see. But if they they could check three classes today and tomorrow, two of those classrooms now people found out that they have lice. And so now everybody's mad at the nurse, they're mad at, you know, the school, they didn't clean the classroom, it's not in the classroom. So it becomes this crazy. Um, expectation for a school nurse to manage an outbreak for your class. So now you see the other side of it. They're not managing an outbreak for the class. They're managing an outbreak for the entire school. And that's an unrealistic expectation. So in, before we're waiting for somebody to communicate, before we're waiting for school to do a head check or to notify anybody, impact, my goal is to empower parents to do the head checks at home so that they find lice at a really early stage and now lice is not out of control it's under control because if you find lice early enough you're finding it before that person has enough to share and that's lice control
0: that dreaded email The dreaded email that says, we have found lice in your child's classroom. Um, There are many schools that do still administer this email to the um, community. And at what point, like, what do we do then as parents? And what are going to be our first steps? In addition, how do we talk to this, about this with our kids? Because... You don't want them to go to school and either be embarrassed if they have it, right? Uh, but also make fun of somebody else who who might have it in the classroom. And, you know, kids, they're, they can be very candid, very honest, and very mean about things like this. So how do we talk to our kids once we get that email? And then what steps do we take preceding that?
1: I love that you're asking me this question. Because here's one side of it. When a kid gets sent home from school and then this email goes out, or let's say they didn't even come into school that day and this email gets sent, a lot of parents will say out of their own fear, who wasn't in school today to their child, who wasn't in school today? Who do you sit next to? Who left school early? Whose desk got cleaned? I've heard that one. (laughs) Um, And then what do you think your kids are thinking? What did they do wrong? Or why am I being like grilled? Because the stress that kids can sense from us, because they're brilliant, our kids, and they sense when we're stressed out, they are more likely to learn that lice is bad from these reactions. And then let's also take it a step further. Let's say you are that kid in first grade that you're scratching your head. Your teacher sends you to the nurse. The nurse says you have lice. Now the teacher won't even touch your jacket. Will hold your backpack with a, you know, threefold towel. Like they're not even touching your stuff. Now this child is sent to the nurse or the director's office or the principal's or sitting in the office waiting until a parent can leave work to come pick them up. Then the parent is frantic. And then whether they go to the um, pharmacy and grab stuff to treat it, or they, you know, go to a place like mine, the kid has been when, by the time they come to the door of the salon, They walk in, it's like they're dipping their toe in the water. They walk in and they peek around. And I on purpose have, you know, like recognizable characters from movies and TVs and books that they know all over my walls because I want them to know that they belong where they're coming to get this taken care of. And it's about them, not about this stressful, crazy thing. The overreaction from parents teaches kids to be upset about this. It also, and what's so funny is sometimes, and this actually happened yesterday, there were um, a, a family and the kids were like, whatever. And the um, there were two nannies, because of course the parents are away and there were um, a nanny and a babysitter that were watching the kids for the week. And they turned into the children and the children turned into the adults. The kids were telling the adults, this is not, we're okay, we're, we're good, this is not a big deal. Um, so, you know, you want to, especially if a parent has had personal experience with this as a kid, and it was a really bad experience, their parent probably went crazy and cleaned everything and was on edge and was crying and was whatever the reaction was. Kids go anywhere from talking their own parent off the ledge, which is a beautiful thing. Parents don't always recognize it because they're so stressed. Or they won't tell their parent the next time they're itchy because they don't want to upset them. Kids know they have lice and they don't say anything because of what happened the first time. So we have to be really mindful of taking a deep breath good freak out go into another room i have taken parents and whispered them into in their ear said your child is watching how you react to this you're fine you're going to be fine have you know be do your best to put on a suit of armor and kind of handle this because it's benign lice is not a medical issue you're going to be fine it's just socially unacceptable not medically dangerous. So you get the dreaded lice letter. Best thing to say is, okay, not a big deal. Even though in your head, you're freaking out to your child. Okay. We need to do a head check because somebody in your class is very sweet and they may have lice and we need to do a head check so that we know that you're okay and that you won't share it with anybody in the house or at school, any of your friends at school. So back to that peace of mind head check for long hair, I call it the peace of mind ponytail head check. And for short hair, it's just the peace of mind, like pompadour head check, like Elvis. Um, But if you take a knit comb and run the comb through, you'll find lint, you'll find like fuzz balls, you'll find sand, you'll find food, but you'll also find a case of lace very early. And that's when you want to find it. So if you get that notice, do not wait. Say, okay, my kid's not itchy. Do not wait for signs of lice because kids sometimes are only itchy at night. So you're not going to see it because they're scratching their head in bed at night. There are, some people are not allergic to the bug bite because we're not actually allergic. We're not actually itchy from the bug. We're itchy from the allergic reaction we have to the bug bite, just like a mosquito bite. Not everybody reacts to it. And if you take allergy medication, you may never feel it. So you may never get itchy. Therefore, there's no reason to check you until one day you scratch your head or you see a bug on the table or a bug crawls off of your hairbrush. (laughs) So uh, my point is don't wait for signs of it. That combing head check will stop lice outbreaks in its tracks anywhere, anytime.
0: And so what I'm hearing you say is that if you have a child of school age, just get one of these combs and do that periodic, what is it? What what do you recommend? Once a week or once a month? Head Check how often do you do it?
1: So we, Center for Lice Control, we're all about controlling lice, right? The life cycle, it takes 14 to 20 days from exposure for a person to really become contagious. They can be contagious very early on from exposure, but the life cycles every seven to 10 days, they hatch and another seven to 10 days until they mature. And a person is only contagious with an adult female louse because she is the egg layer. So by checking elementary school, I say, check the twice a month so beginning of the month and the middle of the month because they're really that's like the the high you know high zone of like getting lice right like a lot of elementary school kids share it with each other the kids the siblings that are younger in like daycare preschool setting and the um middle school high school students they i recommend checking once a month
0: yeah those are good guidelines and then let's say we get lice. I know that this is exactly what you do. You help people who have it. So now what? Uh, what, you know, how do we get a hold of you? And, you know, what if we don't live where you're at? Like, how do we get help from you if we're not in the same uh, city? So, what can we do once we get that
1: outbreak? So, unfortunately, the over the counter products that have permethrin in them are way less effective. They used to work and they were great. When I was a kid, that's what people use and before that. But the method, it's a neurotoxin that it attacks the nervous system. The method of the attacking the nervous system is no longer effective at killing lice because lice every seven to 10 days is a new generation. You add 60 years to that. They evolved to... Um, produce a gene that protects that, their nervous system from this type of treatment. So the over-the-counter products with permethrin in them are no longer effective. There are other options. I focus on um, suffocating the bugs because that is the best. That's I've tried everything. I've been doing this for many years, 17 years. So I'm a nitpicker. That's actually where the word comes from, nitpicking. So um, I'm a professional nitpicker. And in my experience, especially in the beginning, cases of lice were hard to get rid of. However, when somebody already treated and then they reoccurred, they think that they got lice again, very common that in whether it's the next day or two or three weeks after treating with over-the-counter products, they have another infestation. It's really a reoccurrence. So they tend to um, then think it's school or somebody else that gave it back to them. They didn't get rid of it most often. Now and, And back then, I saw not so much live activity after somebody treated, but I would find nits. And the nits are the eggs, and they represent the next generation. However, more recently, the last five years, And this school year, more than ever, I'm seeing full-blown contagious cases, cases with um, live adult female bugs, which still makes a person contagious. So unfortunately, the the -the over-the-counter products and the prescriptions that are neurotoxin-based are way less effective. So if you are going that route, you want to make sure that you are... Doing combing, you can't use the product. You know, you use it today and then in 10 days, you can't use it more often. And don't overuse it because it is a neurotoxin. So we don't want to overuse it. Even though people say it's safe, if you overuse it, it's no longer safe. Um, and you don't want to use it prolonged, but keep doing head checks with the knit comb. And you really do want to spend time nitpicking. Um, if people, um, Uh, So I actually sell a kit and I have the knit free Terminator comb in the kit and the lice attack solution, which is this stuff, this eliminates live lice on contact because it suffocates them. There's um, regular oils thin out at our body temperature, but this has a blend of oils that does not. So it suffocates the bugs within seconds, making a person no longer contagious, because it eliminates the adult female. The life cycle is what it is. We recommend treating three times over the course of 10 to 12 days, and that ends the life cycle. So right away, and and dimethicone is my um, method of madness. That's what I discovered many years ago to be very effective and it's really safe to use. And people are not really allergic to it. So, you know, you, 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 we have to be careful because we're working with kids of all ages and moms that are expecting and infants get lice. So, we wanna make sure that everybody can use it and be safe. Um, with that said, second, you find evidence on one person in the house, don't worry about the house. You don't have to clean the house, but don't rely on somebody else being itchy because. They may not be itchy for four to six weeks from exposure. And if you're treating somebody today, you don't want a month from now to then have to treat everybody else again and have another one of your um, children with a full-blown case and everybody else has a little and that one you thought didn't have it. So the day, if you find it on somebody, you want to make sure that you're using a good safe product. Make sure you have a good knit comb and um make sure you follow the directions and don't think in five or six days which is our recommended follow-up schedule don't think nobody's itching i don't see anything let's forget the treatment don't do that because you can set yourself up to fail the knits are the next generation and if the knits are not removed then you have the chance of having a reoccurrence. So we want to make sure that we are addressing not only the contagious initial, um, you know, treatment, but then making sure the follow up is done so that we don't have a reoccurrence.
0: Now, you're the lice queen and you have the solution for us. So my recommendation is parents go out and get this particular solution because we know it works. We know it's safe. but It's coming directly from the lice queen herself. And so um, you should have one on hand. I would hate... Uh, for you to have to wait for the product to come in after you order it, because waiting for the product to come in, that just, you know, you want to act immediately as soon as you know that your child might have an outbreak so that you can start treating it right away. So how do we get a hold of this product? Where can
1: we find it? So centerforlicecontrol.com is my website, which has great information the faqs page is a a plethora of really good information um but i also have an amazon store so there's a link to that on my web store so you can get it uh, you know assuming that you're in a particular area you can have it by five o'clock that day (laughs) Um, or uh, i i also have walmart.com and we we fulfill direct from our website so you could direct from us as well Um, either way the best thing is to have a kit on hand because this has the knit comb and it has a detangling spray and there's your head check right there. Hopefully you never find anything, but the Lysatac solution has a 12 year shelf life. And this
0: is truly a parenting tool that every parent needs. It doesn't matter your social status. It doesn't matter your nationality. Every parent should have a lice kit, a treatment kit on hand, just like you have Cold medicine on hand and Tylenol and Advil, and you know, on hand, like you want to have these things in your house. So, when you get them, all you have to do is go to your medicine cabinet and grab it out, um, instead of having to worry about it. So, definitely, parents, grab your lice kit. And of course, I'm endorsing this one here from the lice queen herself. So, I really hope that you check this one out and go to her website now. One last question for you, Eileen. All right, we have lice, we're starting to treat it, but what about, we talked a little bit about, it's not really spread through like items and things, but you know, what do we, what else do I do? I feel like I need to wash some bed sheets or something. I mean, (laughs) wow, give me something else besides checking and, and working right here. What do I need to do with bedding or chairs or I mean, backpacks, I mean, jackets, clothes, anything?
1: So, think of it this way. Head lice are only going to a place where they could lay their eggs and have a meal. There is nothing on a pillow or a stuffed animal or a jacket that will feed them or keep their nits, which are their eggs, warm and moist. So, you really don't have to do a whole lot. The things to focus on when you have lice is the hairbrush. The towel, you last towel dried your hair with. And your jacket, maybe if you have a lot of activity, anything that's cloth that has fibers. That's what you want to focus on. So anything that might be fleece or, you know, like a hat. If it's cotton, you could put it in the dryer. Um, if it's not, so it's, it's the heat of the dryer. You don't have to wash anything in hot water. You can take the pillowcase and put it in the dryer um and and interestingly once you have lice everything looks like lice so you could see a piece of lint on your pillow and think the pillow has lice the pillow doesn't have lice i promise you that if an adult female louse which is pretty big and the size of a, a, a an ant right theoretically um if you see her on something and she's just sitting on the surface she's probably dead or close to dying because their instinct is to be hidden, and, you know, in, not in open air. So open air with um, lice is means that they're probably dead. So if there's a louse sitting on your pillow, I have gone to thousands. Before I had my salon, I went into homes and treated people. Everybody wanted me to check their sofa and check their pillow, whatever, all over their house. I so rarely found a bug. And when I did, If it was on the surface, it was pretty close to dead. So it's not in your house. So it's the the hairbrush, pull the hair out of the back of the brush, boil a little bit of water and put the brush in the hot water. Take the the water out of the microwave or off the stove before you do that because you will melt your stuff. Um, And that's the hairbrush. So that's fine. Don't share hairbrushes. Share other things, but not brushes. um, Because that is the other vector for head lice. Um, the towel can go in the dryer. You can put the pillowcase in the dryer. Any lovier stuffed animal that you literally sleep on can go in the dryer. But in the case of my son's blanket, it was like, if it went into the wash again, it would like disintegrate. So that, you that kind of stuff, if it can't withstand the dryer, put it in the freezer for a few hours, extreme temperature change, um, or put it off to the side for three days. That's it. So you don't have to vacuum the sofa. If you want to and you have nervous energy, go crazy. Have a great time. Do all of it because nothing better than getting into nice, clean bed sheets at night with a clean comforter and a clean house, everything vacuumed. But it's not for head lice. You're not doing it to avoid the the reoccurrence of product failure is why people had lice reoccurring, it wasn't because they missed something in their house. And that's a real important thing to like wrap your head around because so many school nurses, nobody thought it was product failure. They think that you might've done something wrong in treating or you missed something in your house. So it was your fault, not your fault, but it it was because you did something or missed something because it's overwhelming. But it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with product failure. So, um, yeah, it's it's not the house that you're missing something in. So you don't have to go crazy in the house.
0: This has been so amazingly informative and reassuring, too, because I will tell you that 15 minutes ago before this interview started – I mean, it really did make me nervous. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the Impactful Parents stage is as a parenting coach, as a teacher, and as a mom of four, it it's always been that thing that gross me, that makes me like, you know, get the heebie-jeebies. And just to hear you say that if I have an outbreak, it's not a big deal, just the way we're talking about it, normalizing that it happens to so many people of all ethnicities and economic backgrounds and uh, it just it's not a big deal. We just have to be on top of it, get, try to be preventative with our comb as much as possible. And if we do get it, we'll suffocate it with this amazing product that you have and do can just continue to do that until we have killed everything off and no one's going to see it and we don't really need to be embarrassed about it. It's it's wonderful to take a sigh of relief and and just get educated on this subject. So thank you so much. And before I let you go one last time, if people are resonating with this video and they want to get any of that product, how do they get a hold of you and where can they get it again?
1: So the centerforlicecontrol.com is my website and this is the professional lice treatment kit making you the professional with the videos that we have and our library is growing every day. Um, the lice attack solution is non-toxic safe for all ages. My youngest client was three weeks old and the oldest was 96, (laughs) um, and, and expecting moms. So it's safe for everybody and just Uh, recognize that only this, you get it for all the right reasons. It's socially unacceptable, but you get lice for being social. So recognize that you get it from hugs and snuggles and working together that only the sweetest people get lice. And it's a rite of passage anymore because there's just more and more of it because of product failure of the stuff we used to be using. And, you know, communicate to people and have, grace, if you have it. Um, but Center for Lice Control, Amazon, Walmart.com. It's actually under the name Kapow, K-A-P-O-W, because my lice fighting superhero was my initial um, way of putting my products out there. And when you register with Amazon, you can't really change names because um, then you lose your history. So it's Kapow light, um, Professional Lice Treatment Kit, and Compel Lice Attack Solution by the Center for Lice Control.
0: Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you, Eileen.
1: Thank you for listening today.
0: Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.